This episode is sponsored by 4MJ Social. 4MJ Social is a full-service medical marketing agency that handles everything from websites, social media, reputation management, SEO, and more. So if you want to learn more about 4MJ Social, go to their website, 4MJSocial.com, and you can send an email directly to info at 4MJSocial.com and mention you heard this ad on this pod for 20% off any services you might want to sign up for. People are crazy, man. That's why the nurses like are all like on edge all the time because like doctors are just weird. They're yeah. waiting for a knife to come flying at them. That's why. Dude, I'm just super regular. That's why I say what's up to like the janitors and shit. I'm like, what's up? And they're like, why is, doc- why is this doctor talking? I'm like, because you're Mexican and nobody else is Mexican here but you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Say what's up to oh, my people. Oh, man. That's great. Gonna get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Grind to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and vomit nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to I'm a Podstar, not a doctor, where you can hear real docs having real talk, and you might f around and accidentally learn something. I'm Danny Acevedo, aka the Cuff Daddy, and I'm the American Pharaoh Sharif Bashay. Welcome Danny, back. Who are we everybody? having on tonight? I don't even know who we're having on. I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> Me too. I got nothing better to do tonight but talk to you and make fun of kombucha. That's right. This is uh this is the new like after hours. I'm gonna hang out with my boy Sharif and shoot the shit and hide out in my studio night. Studio. <laughs> I like it. It's a uh, studio. So, is it a studio or is it a room? It's a studio. I have a microphone and there's a computer and I record because, in here. So that's what constitutes a studio. So if I went what? in my shitter and had a microphone, a computer than the bathroom aka my studio okay all right yeah bro and, and we're just like everybody else doing a podcast so <laughs> you just get your crapper and, and get after it and have bobby I, d chime in from time to time i i'm just looking how come you have a t-shirt on and i have a sweater it's cold today in california it was 70 and i had to put a sweater on it's freezing where are you at I'm in Detroit and it's warm. It was almost 80 today. And right now, presently at uh, 9, 10 p.m., it is 71 degrees still. So it's nicer <laughs> here than in California. Dude, I don't know how that happened. I was born and raised here and I used to go out to the East Coast and all my East Coast friends would make fun of me that I lived in California. And I'm like, you guys don't know shit. The weather is awesome here. But in the last year, I feel like it's I've been bamboozled and everything's backwards. You know, it's funny you say that because when I was a kid, I would go out to California. That was like my aunt and uncle lived there. I had a bunch of aunt and uncles that lived in LA. And so we would come out there and it to me in December in Los Angeles, you'd get off at LAX, you'd like Sunny. roll the window down and it would just be like warm air. And that's how I picture it. I remember it. I always would come here in December and it was so warm. And it's funny now because it sounds like it's so cold. So I don't want to hear, hear about global warming when California is cold. 
I don't know what's going on, but it's going to be hot again in a couple of days. So I, I know I don't, I don't do well in the cold. I did that year in Philly. It was the year of the hurricane Sandy and, and it wasn't terrible, but like, we, you know, towards the end of my year of my fellowship, like me and me and my wife were getting homesick and we couldn't wait to come back. So during my fellowship, it was in New York. So literally it was the same weather. It was just the day before. So I would call home to Michigan. <laughs> like, What's it like there? And they're like, oh, it's this. And then the next day at New York, it would be, I was just one day off, but really didn't change too much climate. But I mean, I got used to it, but walking in the city in the snow was terrible and you just slosh through it's it, it was the worst and then you go down to the subway and i mean i feel bad for the people now it's it's like niagara falls inside the subways and yeah. it's like it, they, they got eight inches of water but they just can't keep up with it and eight inches of water turned into like flood the entire city it's like venice <laughs> we're we were in a drought for a while i think that went away it rained it rained a lot last year like I said, everything's backwards. You know, I don't even know, you know, when I, you know, in orthopedics, we meet all these people and they go to Harvard and they go to these awesome, these awesome residency programs. And like, my dream is to be a doctor in California. And, you know, Matt Pfeiffer was probably like that too. But like, I was here, like I'm from here, you know, but now it's, it's kind of like, I'm thinking like, well, maybe I kind of want to move to Florida or Texas or somewhere where the sun's at. Cause the, the, our sun is gone. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because when you talk to people that are in California, they're telling you don't come here to get a job. I don't know if they're because trying we don't to want like, it to be crowded. We don't want it. To, well, it's already crowded enough, dude. We don't need you. We're out here partying, bro. We I don't think that's the case. You know, you know where <laughs> California is right now? Where? Austin, Texas. Everybody moved out of california so i lost guys... a lot of friends yeah a lot of friends moved out tennessee texas you know my friend tara moved to tennessee and it's just i don't know it, it is sad a lot of my friend groups de decimated you know the covid but i think people are people are homesick and they're probably going to come back soon because california is back to normal i don't think it's about back to normal i think it's more about <laughs> your government i don't i don't i think it's more about your government but i'm going to leave it at that it's I'm not cold though it like, show December is t-shirt and jeans and I'm going to go snowboarding maybe on some fake snow and, and I'm over here in a hoodie and you're in Detroit and you have a Bruce Lee t-shirt on. <laughs> That's, That's DJ Bruce Lee to you. Oh my God. So I, I got some questions for you, you know, cause you're cuff daddy, right? Yeah. What is the strangest job you've ever had? I mean, I know that you started at Taco Bell. That was like week one. We talked about that and I did not. And I did not engage and I'm not going to engage. So, so what is your strange So when I met my wife, we were dating at the time. I was in college and we were trying to work together, right? That's what you do when you're a couple. You're like we always had to be together. So we got a job and we were 411. Do you know what 411 is? It's like information, right? Yeah. So I was a 411 yeah. operator and we used to stand -uh. there and we would shoot the shit just like I'm doing. Oh, hold on, Sharif. Yeah operator and then i would basically give out numbers right and i remember i always remember this one and this guy was like and i opened i was like oh i gotta call her so like i put on my phone and you just hear the people, hey hey shut up boy shut up and then i'm like oh shit what's going on hey operator yeah i want to get the number two uh roscoe's chicken and waffles and then i was like oh, which shit. one 
And then he goes, the one on Rodeo. And I was like, oh, oh shit. you mean Rodeo? And he goes, nah, bro, we live in the hood. It's a Rodeo. And I almost died. And I gave him the number. But that I always remember that. I even tell, I talk about it. All, but dude, it was hilarious. I almost crapped myself. But like the craziest shit would come on. Like you'd answer the phone and like people would be straight up fighting in the car. And then they'd oh, ask God, for a number to so like, to like a lumber store. <laughs> But that is I okay, that that's pretty good. That is a strange job. I've never <laughs> spoken to anybody but a 98-year-old lady that worked as an operator. And so for you to they tell me that 18 bucks an hour at the time, and I think minimum wage at that time was like nine. So it was easy money. Oh, and it worked all night. So we do like a really late shift, right? Like till like two in the morning or something. And people have to like shut it down and not call as many times for information. No, it's night, like 24 right? hours. It's 24 hours. No, I know. Hours. But but I would assume that the volume of calls is significantly higher by day versus by night. It's, no? um, it was just different. Like in the daytime, they always ask for lumber. <laughs> everybody is, uh, was looking for the number for a lumber place. I don't know why. Why is everybody fucking building shit in California? <laughs> people were building shit back then. It's like I'm building a she shed for my wife, and uh, but now it's number? all yeah. Now you don't even need that, right? It's just Google or whatever. There's so many things that are gone that made sense. So I was listening to something earlier, and somebody was talking about blockbuster video. Oh, I remember I mean, that. That shit is gone. Netflix yeah. came in and said, "No, gone. no, we're good." Nope. There's so many things that are gone. Lumber yards, however, are still active. That's good. Dude, they're probably with AI, they could probably like mimic our personalities and we could just like auto shit. And like, we just, our, our AI self is going to do the podcast for us. And everyone will wonder how much time we have. How did we do today? We, okay, we did awesome. <laughs> did we? I wasn't there, but I was. Yeah. So what? Okay, let's go to medicine then. AI. What part of what part of that we're doing right now are you going to look back and say, I can't believe we have to do that because AI does that? I already know Everything. what's happening right now. That's great. Everything you could do this completely. Like, that's why, like, you know, being a surgeon, we're still going to be able to operate, like, because we use our hands, right? But this whole podcast can be digital. We don't even have to be here, right? I, that's that's I, what's going to happen. Well, I think it's it's somewhat like machine learning. And so yeah. it's it's listening to us. And so when it comes out, there's gonna my my avatar dude is gonna, you know, make short jokes to you and say stupid shit and you know, be an idiot and say dumb stuff the whole time and it'll be just like me. It's gonna learn that that's all I do is make fun of you, and then that's that's gonna be our podcast. And then people are gonna hate me saying, God, Bichet's mean. <laughs> the, the, my avatar is going to turn into a fucking dinosaur and eat your ass. Enough, man. That's episode three. You can't say that. We we went through that when well, we had Jimmy Howard on. You can't say that. Swallow like, your head, your little head. Uh, oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just, just stop. <laughs> oh, my God. You're digging a hole. Uh oh, here's Bobby. Where you are, Bobby. <laughs> Hey, I uh, I had to jump in on this because you guys don't even know this. This is behind the scenes uh, stuff here. But the software that I use to actually edit uh, all these podcasts, it has machine learning capabilities to it. 
So I just need to tap a few buttons and I could generate an entire podcast with your voices, with whatever content I wanted. So I that's could just I need an NIL deal, Bobby. NIL name, <laughs> image, yes. and likeness for the fucking Cuff Daddy. This is this yeah. is some real shit. We just you know? signed well, like, our we just signed our SAG contract, so you can't do that, <laughs> bitch. Well, didn't uh, Bruce Willis do that like last year? Didn't he sign off and saying that people could use his likeness? Um, well, I think it's because he demented and unfortunately can't speak anymore. So I think. He That's did a, that because of his situation. Yeah, but I, I mean, he was like it. the first. He was the first one to kind of license that out. I think, and That's I know crazy. it was crazy. The There's a Black like, Mirror. There's a Black Mirror episode about that with Selma Hayek, and they steal her and, and they put her in the movie. It's wild. It's so wild. You, what you need to do, we need to do a segment, maybe a different show, of of us two going at it in the podcast, <laughs> arguing about something where it's totally AI driven. I need that in my life. I need to know what that sounds like. Stay tuned, everybody. This shit is going to be fire. We're doing (laughs) special episode upcoming. We will make the announcement for the fake ass cup daddy and fake ass Pharaoh. Uh, I'll let you guys know when that's coming. Oh my God. This is going to be amazing. But that's what's funny. Like, I, I don't think a surgeon will ever be AI. I don't think that's going to happen. However, might our assistants be ai like why did you you me up for that did you know that i had an ai digital assistant did you like did you google me or something about that no no no. i'm talking in the or but no definitely i got dude i i have an assistant it's like a little it's a little guy and i put my brain into him and when you when you scan this little qr code when you come see me as a patient it you go home with me on your phone and you can interact with it and ask it about total shoulders and recovery and all kinds of stuff. So it's not a yeah, just rosemary do your mind doll. You. you can't even. It's not, a, it's not a rosemary doll. Do you know what a no, rosemary dude, doll it's a, is? It's an right. AI avatar of myself. It's wild. I got to see this. Okay, we're gonna have, yeah, we're gonna have a whole AI episode. Okay, yeah. this is gonna be cool. No, <laughs> I, so I I invested in this company um, maybe a little over a year ago. Uh, shameless plug, Caliber AI. And what's really cool about it is some of the stuff they do. So as you're operating, and it's going to be coming out very soon, it's it's pretty much almost ready for prime time. As you operate on a scope, it'll tell you like, you need to put, if you're doing an ACL, your tunnel goes here, you're going to drill there. If you're doing a rotator cuff, it needs to come here. If you're doing a bone procedure, it tells you where to put the bone and it'll tell you all this stuff. And it actually will capture everything you're doing. Ooh. So it, and then it we can understands it. They could score well, us. You could well, you can it, it'll actually tell you there that's one part. It'll tell you you and I do the same surgery. It'll say, when I use this instrument, then I use this instrument. When I use that instrument, so it helps my back room or the back of the room, the table. But then more importantly, it captures all this information so that it does your op note for you. Dude, that's so your dope. Op note's so done. Yeah. The urologists have out. something like that. You know, the the dick docs, the urologists, <clears throat> the they have the dick docs, the other bone docs, they, they have this cool thing where they like, they, and I, they used to use it at my old job at Kaiser and, and they would look at videos of themselves. They were recording, they upload it to the site and then it gets scored. Like how good you were, how fast you were. And like, and I was like, dude, we got to do that with orthopedics, like with rotator cuff repairs and, and, and score people like on style on delivery on dismount, all of that, all that stuff. Well, Just to bring, dismount. Dismount. Well, the way you pull out, the way you pull out. Okay, you cannot say pull out when you just got done talking about dick docs. 
that are looking at dick movies. <laughs> the way you pull out the stool. At, Oh, okay. I thought you meant something else. Because uh, <laughs> you're, you're talking about dick docs looking at dick pics and dick no, movies. No, man. It's not that kind of podcast, Sharif. We're talking about doctor shit hey, right now. You, that is doctor shit. You just, <laughs> we're talking right. about urologists. That's right. That's right. The flesh so anyhow, guys. But how cool would that be? And then we could have a surgical leaderboard and like, you know, it'd be like Bashai, oh, Bashai and Cuff Daddy are at it again. And then you could, right. or Joaquin Sanchez Sotelo takes the lead. And it's like, you score yourself based on like how good you are at surgery. Cause that would be really cool. I think that's what we need. Right. I think that would put some fire under some people and it would be, we would all be amazing surgeons, everybody all over the place. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, what would be even better is if we had Mason commentate the whole thing and he'd be like, and I'd be like, Oh shit. I'd be like, and, and we'd pump it through our OR. So besides music, you just hear real like an announcer. Yeah. Real time announcer that tells you that S Vito just took the lead. And so now you got to be better to like get back. And it'd be great. Oh God. I mean, that's so what it is anyway. We're doing that anyway. Right. We're all going out. We're giving talks. We're, 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 we're going to meetings. We're trying to market ourselves. We're doing that anyway. Like it's just a different way of doing it. And I think marketing is so important because, you know, unfortunately when the patient gets your name, they have no idea who you are. No idea. And so Google then me, they, they, they yeah, they, no, they're going to, they're going to Google you and they're going to be like, it's this like short dude that can like get inside <laughs> my shoulder, like grab the cuff over his head and then like put it down and like sew it. And you then know, they see my big ass and they're like, how's that guy going to fit in my shoulder? Well, I'm going to go to the little guy. That's like, get in <laughs> I want the little guy. He's got small yeah. hands. That's yeah, not exactly. going to hurt. What are those five and a halves? I mean, hey. come on. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like my internet presence is okay. You know, Matt, Matt Pfeiffer, his internet, Pfeiffer, 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 Matt Pfeiffer's name. P. Dizzle? P. Dizzle? P. Dizzle. P. Dizzle. Okay. He's really good at the internet, right? He's good. His internet He's... presence is really good. Let's talk to him. Matt. All right. That's our boy, Matt Piper. So just to introduce, this is Dr. Matthew Piper, one of the big shoulder and sports surgeon up in Santa Barbara. He operates right in front of the beach and then goes to it afterward. <laughs> Super jealous. And you know what? The funny thing with Matt is he trained literally about a mile and a half from my house, which is dead dick in the middle of like the city. So that's like right. No you, were, you were in Detroit. Yeah. He's from that's, that's why I'm so gangster, man. Just like Mac and Farrell. With your, with your I came collar. from Cleveland, I went to Detroit, and that's why I'm so gangster. You can just tell by looking at me. He, he keeps it gutter, man. Keep it a gutter. I so you're it. not, we were talking about this earlier. You're a transplant is what I call you, you know, because I'm very possessive over my California. Uh, was it like your dream to come over here and, and, and hang out with us and live on the coast or what? Let me paint this picture. I'm in med school. I barely left the Midwest. My roommate uh, becomes a plastic surgeon and he's one of my best friends. One of his best friends lives in uh, Pacific Beach, San Diego. And I still remember getting on a plane, arriving in San Diego at sunset. His best friend picks us up in a Jeep. Jack Johnson's playing in the background. We roll out to Pacific Beach and there's just parties and beach volleyball and honeys and bikinis. 
And I was like, <laughs> this is paradise. Why Saturday. did I not know about this? So it's Saturday. Ever since then, um, I was like, I need to be in California. <laughs> yeah. You I nailed was it. Yeah. I always get mad about that because, you know, there's not a lot of space here and it's getting a little crowded, but I, I welcome you. I think um, we I should like we should jump you in like it should be like a gang thing where we jump you in. You have to get jumped into California. <laughs> but, but hold on. I love how you say there's no space. There's so much fucking space. You there's guys no have 50. Space. You have 55 electoral votes. There's space. OK, now here's the problem I have. You have no water. We have water now. It rained this year. Oh, okay. So we're good for we got a one year reprieve. Got we're it. good for like a few months. All the reservoirs are fill, man. It's good. Everything's green. Listen to you guys do the hard sell for Cali. I love it. <laughs> no, it sucks here. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody come. Don't come. All right. Uh, you know, that's what Kamala said. And so I'm looking behind you. There is an Ohio. I see the OHIO. And then you're in California, so I see surfboards. So, and then I see a IKEA mirror. Yeah, um, just to yeah. make my right, picture yeah. I do looks good for the patients. I love it. And yeah. so, walk us through. Uh, I, where is Ashland University? Ashland University is in the middle of a cornfield and a wheat field and a cow field, and between Columbus, Go Bucks and Cleveland, Ohio. So it's directly in the middle. It's about an hour from Cleveland, hour from Columbus. It was a division two school that recruited me for football and gave me a, a decent scholarship and the ability to play for four years, which I did. So, and, and you were a place kicker. I was, Ooh, okay. those guys but go I heard you're... the league all the time. So one of my dead? very good friends made it to the league uh, from Wyoming and played, I think, like six or seven teams until he broke his ankle on Monday Night Football and Madden was announcing. And he goes, well, that's why kickers don't make tackles. <laughs> <laughs> they make bank, though, and they play for yeah. a long time because they never he get did. Yeah. Well, it's funny. He was so he got out of the league and he decided to become a rep and he was my rep for about six hours. And the day that he was in my OR, First day, never done anything medical. And he walks into the OR and he's with another rep and he's kind of like sweating because obviously completely out of his element. And all of a sudden he's talking to me and then he gets quiet and I turn around and he's like on his phone and he's like trying, he's super nervous. And the, and the one guy's like hitting him like, get off your phone. And he's, you can tell something's going on. I'm like, is everything yeah. okay? He goes, he goes, do you mind if I step out and take this call? I'm like, yeah, are you good? He's like, yeah, I'm good. I just got to take this call. So he comes back in. He's got this big grin. He goes, I got to go. And I was like, what? And he's like, that was my agent. And I'm like, agent for what? And he, I didn't know at the time that he was a kicker or any of this. And uh, he was like, Sebastian Janikowski just like rolled his ankle and he's like too fat to play in the preseason. So I got to go. <laughs> and so he signed with the Raiders for preseason. Raiders! Like, yeah, exactly. And That's so he did the preseason. And then he was back being my rep like six weeks later. Yeah, that's how it is. I gave it, uh, I gave it one year. I was like a free agent for one year out of uh, undergrad. So um, I was kind of talking, essentially the Bears back in way back in the day. And if their guy went down, I was called up just like your rep was called up out of the OR. So what year cool. would that have been? Oh man, two thousand two. So is that when Edinger was there, Paul? 
I think so. I would so have Paul liked... was a buddy of mine for Michigan State. That's why I, when you say that, I was like, yeah, oh, Paul, Paulie was there at that time. Man, it was a while ago. It's like former life, you know. I won't but... tell you about one time with Paul and a couple of linebackers from Michigan State at Notre Dame when we may have, you know, stomped people in the parking lot when we got jumped. But that's all. That's a whole episode in and of itself. So we'll leave it at that. Kickers are gangster, man. You gotta watch out for us. Oh, he was the one talking the most shit because he had. I don't like, know. It's like he had a six four two seventy guy behind him that had no problem with throwing a punch over his shoulder. <laughs> So you're the leading scorer for Ashland still? I I read something about that. I think I was at one point. Uh, I think someone knocked me down a peg or two in the last 24 years or whatever it's been. But, uh, yeah, I was up there at one point. So he's not good at math. So 24 plus 2002 puts us, like, into the future. See? That's what happens when you're you're old and senile. That's what happens. orthopedic surgeon. You know these fools don't count. He's a human mechanic. It says on his Instagram, it's a human mechanic. Yep. I don't need no thinking math. <laughs> we stalked your, your Instagram, which is pretty cool, by the way. Uh, yeah, we how did both, you, both accounts. So how nice. do you come to Cali then? Like, you know, Matt's pretty successful. He's got a nice booming practice in Santa Barbara. Like, how do you come to our hood and like blow up like that? Like, what, what did you do? What are the secrets, right? Like, I just started private practice. I got a bunch of friends who are probably going to start new jobs. Like, like what, what are the tricks you use? Like, how did you, how did you become the big shoulder guy that you are up in Santa Barbara? Um, progressive, right? So when you get somewhere, you just got to grind. You always got to be available. You got to take call. You do everything. You never say no. You always say yes. You're always available. And that just primes it. And then, you start telling people what you want to do. So, hi, I'm Matt Pfeiffer. I just fixed your grandma's hip. But also, by the way, what I normally do is shoulder surgery. So you start That's telling, what I said. That's what I said. Start telling people what you want to do. <laughs> and then you do a good job no matter what you're doing. And then word starts getting out. You start getting, you're creeping up a little more. For me, it was shoulders because I love shoulders. I'm a sports trained guy, so I still do knees, but I just love shoulders. And you just keep working it and like you get on the social media and you start posting about shoulders and a little bit about sports and just focus on what you're good at uh, to build up your brand. And I, you know, you guys know I lecture on this is you have to have an amazing web presence. And I'm not talking about you have to be uh, an influencer and have a million followers. But when someone Googles you, you want to be able to show up and have at least the baseline, which I consider the Google business profile with some stars. You want to have a nice website. You want to have a social media page, you know, TikTok, Instagram, pick your poison. But you don't want to be, you know, negative on the web because at this point, 60, I think it's 65% of all patients are going to pick one doctor over another based on their online web presence. Another yeah. great quote. Yeah, another great uh, number there, and you can tell I've lectured on this, is uh, when a primary care doctor says, all right, go see Cuff Daddy. He's the man. Go check him out. The first thing they're going to do is Google you, and it doesn't matter who told them to come see you. And they will Google you 96% of the time and check you out and see what else pops up. So, Cuff Daddy, we're fucked because they're going to see this shit. I knew those stats. That's my surgeon? Yeah. be like... He's drinking uh, kombucha. <laughs> I'm not going to. Well, this is on OnlyFans, right? That's all this is on. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all, so you're cool. I think you it's know, only. Cool. I think it's only farmers. Yeah, I was thinking because about this the other day. You were, you were talking about yeah. shoulders, like 
you know, and I love shoulders. I'm a shoulder of a guy and you guys are yeah. sports guys and do a lot of shoulder. Like why? I don't even know why. Like why the hell does everybody like shoulders? Like, I mean, I love shoulders. I know why, but like, what is it about shoulders where everyone's like, I want to, I'm, I love shoulders. I'm a shoulder guy. Cause when I introduce myself and I tell them I'm a shoulder, I will specialist like, Oh, you're a shoulder guy. And it, it's like, yeah, but you know, what is it? What is it about it? I think, I think you run with shoulder guys and you go to shoulder conferences and stuff. So, you know, you got a little bit of a bias personally. Um, why did I like shoulder all outpatient, everything, all my total shoulders are outpatient. I'm not rounding. I love scoping, but I also love putting in total shoulder. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, it's complex, right? It's, you know, not an easy joint to understand and learn. I actually, when That's I was true. learning. Listen up, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I remember residency and learning how to operate and like knees was like, okay. But when I was going into shoulders, I remember just always getting nervous with shoulders and the comfort level took a lot longer for me to get into shoulders. So I really like dove into it harder because it was more of a challenge. Um, and then finances, um, if you look at shoulders, if you do a shoulder scope, I mean, you can do a lot more procedures that build that aren't covered and lumped up with each other than you can other procedures. So I think it's multifaceted and yeah, that's kind of what draw me into what it. Think, like I, what do you think, Sharif? Yeah. I, I agree. I I can tell you that I've had three careers already in my 17 years. I started as when I came out, I was primarily just truly sports. I bounced around the body, but for whatever reason, I found a little niche with uh, hip arthroscopy, even though it was, oh, yeah, hips it was, are pretty cool. Yeah. Hips, hips are super it. cool because there's, they're like a three dimensional shoulder is what I tell people. <laughs> it's and, the shoulder uh, of the leg. Yes. And then, <laughs> So I started there and I like started lecturing on that and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, you know what, what else can I do? And then I somehow like meandered into cartilage and like osteotomies. And so like for you, those of you that don't know what that is, it's like cutting the leg and straightening it out and putting plates and screws. And, but then I don't know, I just maybe 10 years ago, my practice, I started just seeing more and more shoulder. And when that happened, I was, I was like, okay. This is like, remember your story about watching Rafi operate to Lil Wayne? Yeah. That was my moment. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. this, I don't care what I'm listening to. I'm only going to do shoulder. This is too good. That's why I like complex. it. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, I'm with all you guys. You guys, you know, I love people who specialize like that. I, my whole thing was like, I just wanted to be really good at the stuff that I did. And mm -hmm. I, I realized like I was, you know, you're a good surgeon. You probably can all do like hips and carpal tunnels, but I just wanted to be really good at like a shoulder, be like 20 surgeries. And I just kick ass at them versus like being moderate at a hundred. And, and, you know, I think that's probably better for patients, better for everybody. Right. Like I love that you guys love shoulders. And if you're in Santa Barbara or Detroit, I'm like, Oh, go see my friends because they love shoulders just as much as me. So I know they're going to hook your shit up and you're going to have a good result and everyone's going to be happy. Right. It's the future. We're just going to be so specialized, especially with all these AI computers coming out, right? They're going to be able to diagnose things. So really what people are going to be looking for is like a technician. Like if, if Matt Pfeiffer does the best rotator cuff in Santa Barbara, then I'm sending everybody to Matt Pfeiffer. I got a question for you. In what year does Matt Pfeiffer sit in his office because he's the world's best left shoulder rotator cuff surgeon? <laughs> Oh, I like the wait. What do you okay. like the left or the right better? I'll tell you what I like. Um, 
I know for total shoulders, I like doing the left better because I've got my assistant at the head yes. and going in between us. But if it's a right shoulder, then I like to ream everything with my right. My back is to it, so I always got to make them come around. So yes, total I shoulders, know. left all the way. I can only turn left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about an arthroscopy? I'm indifferent there. It really doesn't matter. Dude, so I timed myself. So I I always teach like my PA. I was telling him today, learn to use your left hand. You're right-handed, learn to use your left hand. I don't you, you have to be ambidextrous. You don't want to look stupid and like crisscross your hands over the OR. So, but I've timed myself because my left hand is really good. And I've timed myself and I'm a little faster on right rotator cuffs and a little faster on left total shoulders. Hmm, that makes sense. Yeah. Are you so when, so going back to my question, when does Matt Pfeiffer sit in his office looking like a drone operator and he's operating on everybody from his desk? Never, never, right? Ooh, Orthopedics? Dude, never. No, so, there's no way. Okay, I'll tell you a little secret. Never. So right now there are commercials where Matt Pfeiffer trained here in Detroit where they're talking about doing these surgeries from afar not orthopedic ortho or da vinci i'm, I'm just da vinci i'm just da vinci leaving, for sure. hey dude dude think big picture this is 2023 all right <laughs> i'm talking is, is this 2030 okay so I'll, I'll i'll raise you this question if you don't think that's going to happen your yeah. wife your beautiful wife <laughs> is your pa correct uh she or well, your assist yeah sometimes sometimes okay so she's gone and now you have a robot. Yeah. When that when does that happen? And now you got to look at her and be like, "Sweetheart, uh, sorry, That's you just gonna have to go home." I, I don't want to say that, robot, but I think I mean even total shoulders. The only thing I need an assistant for at this point is posterior humeral retraction, maybe sucking the bovie, and that's really it. Because everything else, I kind of got like a fairly independent thing. So even if you took a Tremano and was able to move it with retractors on it. I, I think I could get rid of my first assist. And that's pretty much the only thing I need a first assist so, for the most part is just total so shoulder. So you're saying a pneumatic arm holder can suffice for a human being? I think so. As long as you know, like what you're doing is pressure and whatnot. Now, I like people to close for me when they're a good closer. So I don't know if we're going to get a machine to be able to close. For an oh, assistant, that'd be, that'd be but, the shit. That's what I'm but, saying. We're good. Or maybe retracting, We're good though, right? Huh? Yeah, I think retracting. I think you could almost you set up the right machine, pneumatics, pressure sensors, and kind of like put it where you want. Look what I mean. I use the Tramato, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but essentially it's the arm holder that you grab it and you move it and you lock it just like this, and it'll hold it. You know, kind of wherever yeah, you want. And, uh, that. It makes it look. It makes it look like your internet's bad when you do all that hitchity yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's go, his Bobby. Internet's his internet's good. Bobby, bring up his his gram. Let's, let's yeah. Let's, let's, let's throw his gram. Which one? Let's look at Are we going? We're looking oh, at Doctor P or Family P. We're gonna do the first so, one, hey, which is your. Which one do you want to start with? We have. Both. I mean, wait, wait. You're poison, y'all. Are they both yours? I thought one of them was like hacked. I thought I'm like this has got to be a hacker. No, no, no. This is not his. No, no. One. Yeah, this is this is Doctor Pipe. This is I run this myself. Um, this is Pete Nizzle right here. I occasionally this is daytime, daytime Doctor Pipe. 
Yeah, this is, you know, nice and proper, Dr. Pipe. So this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. I'm going to send a shout out to Scott Sigmund. So this is nine to five. And so the first fucking thing is ortho show. So that's what he is. So on his personal one is going to be the I'm a pod star stuff because we don't want to let the patient see that. Got it. So there's your beautiful wife right there. Picture two. And so she's helping out. And so it, it looks like you have what you're doing professionally. You have some OR pics so people see what you do. You have some it's clinical good. pictures. You have some funny stuff, a little bit of everything. Who, lo- sure, right, who loves the uh, stepbrothers? Who loves the stepbrothers? Who doesn't love the stepbrothers? This is my favorite, my favorite meme or quote of all time. <laughs> if you guys know from that movie right there. If you know the quote from the movie, it doesn't say you see Dr. Piper. It says you lick something. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. All right. Did you touch my drum set, Brennan? (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Keep scrolling down. Look at this guy. Look at him on the Hilton stage right there. It's beautiful. Dude, your smile is like really good. Like I like smiling. You're like a nine out of tens on the smiling. Like your smile is pretty good. (laughs) So go back. So stop there for a second, Bobby. If you look at the picture over here, it it appears that you have used every anchor in the state of California. Now, did your representative did your representative uh, purchase a meal for you after that? Did, <laughs> no. did you, I ten think that's, anchors? Are you kidding ten me? Anchors. How what, many shoulders did you fix? Uh, that was one, and that was uh, only a uh, two eighty. You know. Um, Here's a question for you too. What's and that is not the most anchors I've ever used on a shoulder. One was a lineman that had 360 tear. What is the most anchors you've ever used on a shoulder for, no. for labral Nine. instability? Nine. Oh, for labrum? Yep. Uh, like 360 six, tear. Nine. nine. Seven. Nine for a cuff, but like front back. No. Front, I mean front yeah. top. I'm talking labrum, yeah. yo. Labrum. For labrum, I'll tell you nine. Labrum. And then and then I think the top on like seven. I think I did 14 once on a on a lineman that weighed like 310 pounds. How many did you just open and throw on the ground? Zero. They were all legit, all held. It was like legit. So how long did that case take you? Because it sounds it sounds like I would have gotten bored. <laughs> um I mean, I I rock out a good bank art probably in half an hour 45 so if i'm doing a big 360 that was a while ago when i wasn't as slick as i am now probably an hour or so you hear that, you hear that, you hear that silky smooth confidence when a, you know yeah i love it that's what you need that's that's what patients want that's what they want right you, i always tell patients like look you don't want anybody who's like well i don't know if you're gonna do this and maybe you're gonna do okay no dude you got to tell them you know with confidence i could do this for you this is what i can do and you know obviously don't oversell i like to undersell and over deliver actually my favorite line is when i'm walking out of the room I, and if they're either signing up or might sign up for surgery i said you know what i can't wait to hear from you because i can't wait to make you better and then I walk out. It's like it's mic good. drop. I mean, it's and awesome even, to make you and, better. And you don't look back. You can't look back. So it's <laughs> almost like the explosion in the like, like movies. You just the the, the explosion behind. You just walk, <laughs> and you just you just can't look back. And and you can feel them looking at you like. Do, do you I an entrance song, need- Matt Piper? When you walk into the surgery center, do they play a song for you? Like I feel like you would have an entrance song. 
I what know. Would you, what would your walk-up song? My walk-up song would be. Your wife said it'd be some hillbilly shit. Yeah, I listen. So I'm all over. I mean, I listen to country, bro, country. But I go gangster rap. I go alternative. Um, I know what it wouldn't be. What's that? I ain't as good as I once was. Because no. you better know. Yeah. yeah. See, man, that's such a hard question because it it defines so much about you. <laughs> mine's oh, mine's. I I don't know. Cup Daddy and I share one. It's La Bamba. La Bamba. <laughs> I like uh, I love DMX, so I always like I always get pumped when I get X is gonna give it to you. I always love that one. You know, it's funny you That's say DMX one. because there's there's DMX. a playlist that they put on for me sometimes, and it's like Tupac, it's Biggie, it's DMX, and it's and it's Coolio. I'm like, is this like all the like dead rappers? I mean, it's like one <laughs> after no. the other. I'm like, is any, any of these fuckers alive? I it's know. 90s rap, Everybody's dead. Dre's oh. not dead. Snoop's not dead. I know, but they don't play those. I, I'd be happy if they played that, but they're just dead. It's it's literally, I think, on Amazon <laughs> Music or Spotify, dead rappers like playlist. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. So look, while we're on the music, I just I have you know I wasn't planning on this, but you guys are talking about the music. So I came up, you know, I don't know if you've heard our show, Matt, but like we have like these little games. And yeah. I came up with a special game for you just because, like, you know, you're a California transplant. I respect you. I, I, I want you in the California family. But I feel like there's got to be, like, some kind of initiation process or something for these people. Like, we should have applicants. <laughs> people <laughs> want to come to California if you weren't born here. So we do a segment called Keeping It Gangster, where I usually talk about slang. But for you, I change it up a little bit. And I'm going to read off some lyrics from some very popular West Coast songs from people who are ride or die California would know. And I've right. got five of them, okay? And I want to see if you can name the song. You have to name the artist, just name the song, okay? Let's, let's bring it. I know what we need to do next, California person. I, I really like this, and I can't wait to get it started. But next one, we should do menu items with avocado. And see what they know. <laughs> all right, all right, but I'm gonna read it. I'm not gonna read it like a rap. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it to you, okay? Because it's a poem. Ready? Right. Here's oh, the first one. Very Carlton on me poetry. Keeping it gangster. My life's like a soundtrack. I wrote to the beat. Treat rap like Cali weed. I smoke till I sleep. Wake up in the a.m., I compose a beat. I bring the fire till you're soaking in your seat. It's not a fluke. It's been tried. I'm the truth. <laughs> What's that? Like slam I, poetry. I love it. Damn. I think it's Ice Cube, right? I just don't know the song. No, it's still DRE. <laughs> My life's like a soundtrack. I wrote to the beat. Treat rap like Cali. I smoke till I sleep. That's Dre, yeah. bro. All right, I'll give you an easy one. I'll give you an easy one. The Ohio's coming one. out. Ohio's coming out. I'm going to give you, I'll give you some Detroit. I'll give you some D. Ready? Give me All some right. Detroit. Let's do this. Look at him walking around, grabbing his you know what, flipping the you know who. Yeah, but he's so cute though. Yeah, I probably got a couple of screws up in my head loose, but no worse than what's going on in your parents' bedrooms. <laughs> what's that? I'm Slim Shady. Eminem. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. That's too good. All right. That was good. He's good. He's good. All right. That's a that's a that's a gimme. 
I'm going to give you some more West Coast. I'm going to give you some more West Coast. Give him a good one. (laughs) All right. May I kick a little something for the G's? Yeah. And make a few ends as I breeze through. Two in the morning and the party's still jumping. Because my mama ain't home. I got beep in the living room getting it on. And they ain't leaving till six in the morning. Six in the morning. What's that? I literally heard that yesterday. I was driving home. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, gin and juice is a classic. Like, you got to get that one." So you got two. All right, Off that's doggy style, the album, <laughs> and the album for a bonus point. All right, yep. let me see if we get this one. All right, I got two more for you. Uh, so this one, bonuses this if I finish the rap, right? Like I just did there. Like yeah, you can. I'll give you an extra one for that to make up for the one that you were Ohio on. Oh, now let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west, a oh, state that's untouchable, like Elliot like Ness. Elliot Ness. The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest. A pack of vests for your Jimmy in the city of Stex. <laughs> that. This is a bomb ass state. California love, Dr. Dre. California love. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, that's so do you know the story one. about this? They no. literally picked up Tupac from prison. Oh, yeah. Drove him that. to the desert to record that video and gave him the lyrics on the drive. That was the first thing he did. He never even went home. He went from prison, <laughs> shoots a video becomes one of the most bomb-ass songs of all time. He's a transplant, too, but we love him in Cali, dude. Tupac's a transplant, but we love him. Yeah. And justice has been served. Uh, we love him, Matt. In North Carolina to come to Santa Barbara. I uh, was there as a North W3 for two years, out of fellowship. And I was coming to Cali to Santa Barbara. I remember blaring that song, driving out west to California. It's just one of those <laughs> ah moments. I love it. Your dreams <laughs> came true. All right, last one for you. Last All one. Right. This is this is this isn't from here, but we love it. <clears throat> now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid. Blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, Whoa. the opposite of a winner. I remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner. Peace to Ranji, Brucey e. B, Kid Capri, Funkmaster Frex, Love Bug Starsky. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call the crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. I think that's a nursery <laughs> rhyme I used to read my kids. No? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read that to my youngest. You know very good well. Good one. Good one. Uh, that's that Ice one? Cube. Um, no, no, <clears throat> Juicy Biggie Smalls. But you'll get okay. that. I got three out of five. I'm you're much good. more of a, I'm like a music and a beat guy. The second I hear like two or three beats <laughs> from a song, I know it. I'm not so good. Oh, with that's words. easy though. That's I easy know. shit. That's easy. It's like a beats guy, man. I oh feel it. God. Well, now we've proven <laughs> that you are a transplant. All right. Yep. Okay, perfect. Feel the vibration. Let's, all right, we'll we'll bring it a little serious again. All right, that was fun though. But I I have more oh, fun yeah. stuff in a, in a little bit, and it'll be great. But um, let's go do this. I mean, you've you've been known to hawk some items as we all have, and. So you you get approached. Obviously, people look at your presence and your voice carries, whether it be from the podium, from your 
Instagram, from your social media presence, whatever. What are some of the worst items or pitches you've ever had? Like somebody says, hey, I need you to look at this. And you're like, Ugh. or And then what is your best pitch that you've ever had? Pitch as far as like somebody, com- like somebody comes to you and says, hey, like you're doing that elbow thing with the pillow. Like they, what's an idea that they came to you with and you're like, that's great. Or that's terrible. Terrible. Um, Don't use the name because we don't want to break their heart. No. So a little backstory to the backstory. My undergrad, I had a chemistry major. Then I got molecular and cellular biology for my second major in undergrad. Now, so I'm Did everyone hear that? Nerd. 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 While I played football and had fun, (laughs) um, (laughs) they named a study hall after me the nerdery. And uh, so I, I really understand the molecular, the cellular, the biologics really well. And anytime someone tries to come and hawk like umbilical stem cells oh. and xenographs and anything that is not human, I know the immediate HLA response to that and our body just destroys it and takes away everything and the immune system attacks it. So anytime I hear about people trying to hawk like, you know, stem cells from placentas and umbilical cords and all this other stuff. I'm just like, that shit just isn't going to work, man. So that is. I agree with you on that. I will yeah. fight you on Xenograph because I have. I know you will. And that one did great. And so I'll leave it at that. All so right. I, I wouldn't. And whether what whatever you said is fighting whatever you said in my shoulder, it feels good. So yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So this is science at shit changes sometimes. No, but, but <laughs> the, where, where he gets his science from, they say that it doesn't work. So it's okay. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, all right. But I know that you and I recently have agreed on something because, and I know cuff daddy believes in nutrition after surgery. I and, and I think it's important because you, you remember the patients in Michigan and nothing against them, but we don't get a significant amount of sunlight for uh, 14 months a year. And oh. so there's a time that, you know, their vitamin D is down and you're, all these things are different versus California. They're getting sunlight every day. So I think it's nutrition is super important to healing. And so I know you and I both invested in a company. And so another shameless plug, uh, complete um, surgical nutrition. Uh, so CSN. And I think that's great. And I want to know, like, why did you jump in? I mean, obviously, was it because of your background or what? So I jumped in because I was pretty, I know I knew you needed nutrition, but, and I'm sure you guys have this too. Every time a patient comes in, I'm like, all right, I'm going to fix your cuff. You're going to rock it. You're going to heal awesome. And they're like, uh, what should I eat before and after surgery? And I'm like, I don't know, get protein, go eat a steak, like, you know, get, so I had, I didn't know what to tell them. Right. And, you know, I've, you know, I've weight, I've body, I've body builded, but I used to play football. I used to work out. I try and work out and like protein. So I know basics about like protein, vitamins, vitamin D and all that. So I think it's a great niche because I agree it's underserved and it's something that I think will help patients if they get the right you know, supplements, nutrition, protein beforehand and after. And it's been proven by science. There's tons of ICU studies of people in the ICUs and protein needs and what you need to like heal up tissue. So it's, I think it's only going to help. It's only going to supplement. I agree. I mean, cup daddy. I mean, I know you love it. 
Well, I like it. So I've been about this nutrition game, what, since like 2017. And I went plant-based and I remember all my friends making fun of me and they still kind of make fun of me now, but um, <laughs> I've been plant-based for what, how many years now? And like this year, like I kind of had some like fish holidays, you know, where I ate fish and it, this is all for like, you know, diet. It's not like, you know, I like helping the animals, but it's not anything like that. But I, I just did it because I realized that what you put in your body, duh, actually helps you, you know, the way you feel, your, your the way your brain works, et cetera. So it was crazy that it took so long for a, a nutritional supplement to come out for, for surgical outcomes. And it makes sense, right? Like you get, you need all this like healthy nutrition in your body at the time that you have surgery. And cause going to surgery is like going to war, right? Like your body is trying to recover, it's trying to heal. So it needs fuel. So, you know, you don't want to give it McDonald's. You want to give it like healthy stuff. Right. And like I've been taking supplements for years because I've been working out since I was 18. But, you know, I so I kind of just, you know, when you guys when everyone started talking about it, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. I can't believe we're just barely talking about it in 2023. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that we see and we talk about failures of healing and all these things. And some of it, it's as simple as just the nutrition of the, of the patient. And we talk about it like if they're diabetic well maybe their diabetes is out of control or maybe it's this maybe it's that maybe it's just like you said you know it's just their overall health status and if i can give them something to boost that and know that there's science behind it i think that helps it and then it helps out the patient it helps healing and everybody gets better and your outcomes are better your google gets better your social media gets better pfeiffer gets bigger Pete Dizzle starts making shit happen and, and you know it just blows up from there. The whole state of California has water. I'm sure I'm sure you guys have them because I know I got a couple where I, I see like a kikectic person, patient. I, I the one that really burns in my brain is a woman who had an eating disorder and super thin, broke her clavicle. I fix it because her skin's so thin. I mean, it's like almost popping out. And she just couldn't heal. It was a non-union. And I did, you know, everything right biomechanically. I threw the kitchen sink at it. And this lady just like wouldn't heal. She pops it again. And I'm like, come on, lady. You know, I do everything, dual plate it and throw bone stem. And finally, I got like nutrition on board. And I made her go see a nutritionalist before I would do the, the last surgery. And that was the one that took. So it really just stuck with me on the extreme end, if you don't have it, like you just don't heal. So you need your building. Block. Yeah. Building blocks. Yeah. And you, you know, blocks. luckily my wife cooks and makes all these fancy plant-based meals for me. But if, if I didn't have her, like I probably would, would eat like shit again, like I did in college, <laughs> but like this makes it easy, right? Like this, these supplements, you know, you, you take it and like at the time you need it, you put it in the smoothie or whatever. Right. I mean, that's why I use supplements because I want to make sure I get enough protein. I want to make sure I get a little recovery. I use creatine, a little HMB just to like, you know, I work out every day hard and I want to be able to work out hard every day. So just to help with my recovery, especially because I don't know what I'm going to eat. Some days I'm in surgery and I might forget to eat. Yeah, I know. And, and that's my problem. I forget to eat. I'll, I'll get home. Yeah. And like, what did I eat today? Oh, I ate water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I had water. Who knows? It's just like you just start pumping through it your day, and, and you don't even realize that you're so hungry. I binge at night. If it wasn't for like after dinner, I'd be like ripped and eight pack. But no, I don't look like that. So, and then when your kids don't eat their chicken nuggets and their mac and cheese, uh, you can't just right. let that sit there and go to waste, dude. Chicken it's nuggets, right there, so good. 
That's right there. Well, it's funny how you bring up your family because today I DM'd your wife. What'd you do? I DM'd your wife and then she gave me your number. So I called. Did her. you slide into her DMs? I I may have because I needed. Is some, that legal? I needed, I needed some P Dizzle <laughs> recon, Ooh, so she gave wow. me some good information. So uh, we have a segment that I'm just making up. It's like, how well do you know your wife? So oh, uh, first of all, she tells me that <laughs> one of your favorite things that you do is he's about to die (laughs) so that you you love sports and like nobody plays sports and and so your son and three daughters and like nobody plays sports so it's none of your kids play sports they do but not like piper sports like i'm a meathead yeah that's what she said you're a meathead you're a hillbilly Uh, she said you're corn fed these are all like words she used that's my Um, nickname corn fed (laughs) yeah Yeah, and then she says that your girls put like barrettes and ribbons in your hair and dress you up. So so it's good. So this section is called My Wife's Favorites. This is my wife. So I want to know how well you know Rebecca. So who's Rebecca? (laughs) My lord. That's his wife. So but she said you're a little bit of a playboy for a while, but then you settled down and, and you've what? been very sweet to her. So we'll leave it at that. I would have never um, thought. So favorite sport, I asked her, and she said, can you tell me what she said? Her sport or my sport? For her. These are for her. Like, what is something that she enjoys watching? Oh, like, watch- watching, <laughs> watching with a sport. Uh, watching a sport. Oh, God. She's not, like, athletic. I know what she used I'm to nervous. do is but watching, I'm just gonna throw. She doesn't watch sports. Football. I'll say football. That's it. F1. Nah. That's my favorite sport. I know, but she said you're making her go to two races. Yes, this I year. am. Yeah. All right. So I'll see you in Miami, and I may see you in Vegas. Nice. All right. Yes. What is her so favorite excited. thing to watch? Hers. Oh, easy. Crime shows. Like, like a crazy mass murderer. Oh, that's that's so easy. Movies you got to do with specific type of movies. Okay, like, these hey, are her words. What's I'll, your I'll give you that. My wife, you my that. wife, the pain in the butt. You got to have right. specific types. Like saying, what do you like to listen to? Music. 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 All right, I'll give you that. All right, her favorite place. Place. Mm, Michigan. She said she would rather be home than anywhere else. You want to travel. You want to do stuff. All she wants to do is just chill out. All right, Matt, let's keep it going. What is your wife's favorite drink? Um, Either the drink is going to be a extra cold, dirty martini with Grey Goose. Okay. Her shot is tequila, Casa Azul. Well done. You got to ring the bell. Ding, ding. Ding. All right. What is her favorite food group? Uh, Candy. Close enough. Dessert. 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 Candy. (laughs) All girls like candy. All right. What is her favorite color? It is blue. Navy, to be exact, but I'll give you that. And. I'll take it whatever I get. This is my favorite question so far. This is my favorite question. 
Ready? Yep. Who wants to cuddle? I do. You do. (laughs) (laughs) She was a good sport. She like gave me so much information. There was some other information that she divulged that we'll keep to ourselves and maybe over a beer next time I see you, we can discuss. But Matt, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. I'm a pod star, not a doctor. We really enjoyed having you. Hopefully you got an opportunity to show your five to nine and we can make it to your personal. I don't think this is for your professional Instagram. Maybe it yeah, is. This is the personal. Um, I'm yeah, going to do both. I, think, I need like okay. a screenshot. Can I take a screenshot of this or something? You can do whatever you want. You can. Oh, we'll set, yeah, hold on. No, you can't do that. That's what I do. No, All right, I'll do this. Oh, you guys do not look like you're coordinated in my screenshot. We need like, I need like a professional one out of this where we like, oh, all right, Bobby, cool this is Bobby. Bobby, Bobby take a picture of the this. screen. Okay, here we go. Ready? For those of you at home, we're oh. holding a pose. Got it. Yes. Yeah. All right, good. Because <laughs> they're like, why did it go quiet? Did we lose them? No, they're just posing. <laughs> I did blue steel. You did combination of the two. I did I surprise. Love. I was surprise. like, I got cricket internet, cricket internet. Yeah. Sure, so sure. we apologize on behalf of Cuff Daddy. We will. We are looking for sponsors to donate. afford We're looking new for sponsors, internet. Donate. It's so a, they it's don't a have water right or internet in LA. Tax write off. <laughs> I got you this year, buddy. You can get I got you next. I get you in twenty twenty four. Matt can finish up this year. But anyways, uh, we digress. So Matt, awesome job! Thanks for coming on. Uh, coming anything on, you want to plug besides yourself? Nah, man. Just I love you guys for having me on. This was fun as hell. If you need more filler, <laughs> bring me back. We can talk about whatever you want. All kinds of good All right, stuff. Perfect. Perfect. And both of these guys, for those that don't know, are really good dudes. They're great surgeons. Great patient care. They're well-known in the shoulder and ortho community. I don't know if you guys know what you're dealing with here, but these are really good stand-up guys that I'd go to bat to, and they'd go bat to bat for you any day. So there's your plug. Back. There you Thanks. go. Didn't even pay me for that. Didn't even pay me. He doesn't. Our goal on this podcast is to get you 17 more followers. 20. On any, 20. 20. We're up to 20. We're up to 20. This is uh, episode Ooh. seven. So we're going to get you 20. We've, I think we have 21 listeners now. So no, everybody, if you're not already, find Pfeiffer. I don't know. Hashtag we'll Dr. Pfeiffer. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, my man. Right, we'll man. talk soon. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thanks again. See you, Matt. Later. Well, that was like a lot of fun. He lives in Santa Barbara. I feel like you should have a better tan, you know? I'm just well, saying. it's like, it's a it's a much more elderly population. Um, so I don't know how, you, many, so when he said he was doing bank cards, I was like, are you doing bank cards on <laughs> old people? Or, There's so I was confused. College kids. There's college kids, don't forget, you see Santa Barbara's up there, Santa Barbara community, there's a bunch of young kids up there. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a picture on one of his Instagrams and it was like Santa Barbara City College and it's this huge stadium. And then like the Pacific Ocean, I'm like, that is baller as shit. I showed it to my my kids and all three of them were like, I want to go there. I'm like, the, dorm, there. the dorms at UC Santa Barbara overlook the ocean. It's sick. 
I hope at UC Santa Barbara, their internet is better than yours tonight. So <laughs> well, they probably um, like team cables. <laughs> can we get some bios or whatever it is run to his house like overnight? All right, guys, you heard it. We need donations. My internet's slow as shit. I spent all my money on my cool ass microphone that I got. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, to I'm a pod star, not a doctor. And Ow. you know what? I, 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 I'm just going to leave it at that because I, I just, I want to <laughs> be done with your internet right now. I love you. I miss you. Can't wait to see you later this week. <laughs> And uh, find us where you find all your podcasts and find us on all your socials at I'm a Podstar, not a doctor on TikTok, Instagram, uh, where else? YouTube. Uh, that's it. And I'm, I'm, I'm out. Bye. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah, grind to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold, stack that bread and buy my nose, anything is possible. Yeah, yeah. grind to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Hey. Oh man, I got a lot of gold, stack that bread and buy my nose, anything is possible. I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt do all the obstacles cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of goals. Stack that bread and vomit knows anything is possible. All I know is get paper. All I do is get The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.